Hello and welcome back to Finding A Way. I'm your host, Evie Toombs. This is the show based on my motto of find a way, not an excuse. Here for us so that we can all find a way through each topic we discuss together. Now, as I'm recording this, we are still in a UK lockdown. And although at first I never planned to even acknowledge this topic, it was kind of a place I didn't want to go on this podcast but it's pretty inescapable at the moment and I kind of feel like we all need to get through this together and help each each other. Now I felt really guilty at the beginning of the first lockdown, not because before I get the police on me I've not done anything wrong but while so many people were struggling with adjusting and being at home and unable to go anywhere, I felt relatively okay everything was already kind of normal for me and the reason that is is because I've spent the last five years basically in and out of hospital sometimes being in bed and unable to do anything for months and months. Spending all of that time alone in a room meant that although it wasn't easy when we were put into lockdown I had already developed my coping mechanisms for these type of situations and I could use and transfer them to help me in lockdown. So, in today's episode, these are the best no-pressure ways to keep our momentum going, our mental health sane, and what can hopefully help to make times that little bit easier for you. My theory is that so far I've survived 100% of my hospital admissions and the tougher times, which can't be too bad and that is roughly the equivalent to five years of lockdown but in hospital. So I'm hoping these extra few years of experience and creativity will be a welcome change for you. First and foremost, I thought I'd just put a bit of a public service announcement here that this is in no way a pressure thing. I think we all need to do at the moment is just bob along and keep bobbing along. A bit like Dory from Finding Nemo with the whole, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. (laughs) We don't need to put pressure on ourselves in these types of situations. You don't need to be leveling up, excelling or doing anything that causes you stress. The most important thing right now is to just cope, keep swimming and hold on while things improve. So that's your get out of jail free card. You're allowed to take the pressure off yourself and then we're going to hopefully find some things that you can do with your time to make it a little bit less stressful, a bit more enjoyable and that we can all do together that I've found previously have worked really well for me. So these are the kind of the things that I prioritise when I'm in hospital and when I'm at my weakest and potentially going to really struggle to keep going. These are the things that I prioritise and it begins with socialising. So I know that at the moment that is highly forbidden with most COVID restrictions. However, that is just one way of socialising that's restricted. One of the best ways to keep your head in the game and that helps hugely in the long run is to stay connected with friends and family and I will be honest I am bad at this. I 
there are times when I'll go days without speaking to friends and things like that and it becomes really overwhelming so you're not alone if you feel like this but I think it's also really important to keep those friendships growing chances are you will have at least one or two worthy friends or members of your family that genuinely want to be there to help you and are on your side so if you've got those close friends it's worth nurturing those and keeping those friendships going and another thing is at some point we're going to come out of lockdown and things are going to be easier and we want to have those friends to go back to to make plans and have fun things to do with which is another really good reason to keep things going so that when we do come out you can go straight back to it you can make plans together and have something to look forward to to keep us going at the moment it's also really important to check in with each other and i know that that's again something that's maybe easier said than done but even just popping your your friends a short message or even a voice note because that takes literally two seconds you can go hi thinking of you hope the kids are well or whatever or you know ask about their animals anything like that it doesn't matter but just checking in with each other and at least keeping that connection can really really help and also help you as well it makes you feel like you've had that connection and you feel a bit more up to date with their updates and their news and what's going on if there's any gossip i must admit we all love that little bit of gossip or news that sometimes if there's something that's going to be happening and no one knows yet if you're the first to find out it's always a lovely thing to have a catch up and again it can take one to two minutes so make a cup of tea pop the kettle on and text your friend in that time done done for the day but no this was something i did in hospital and although it was a very small thing to do it really helped me to stay connected with the outside world whilst i was in my small corner of the world i felt more connected with the rest of it and it made it easier going back into everything as well afterwards my next one is learning and before I get anyone coming after me I don't mean like in school where there's a lot of pressure there's a lot of time limits and a whole load of stress I'm not quite on about that but going back to instead of maybe thinking it as learning thinking of it as curiosity so when we're children or if you have children or no no children they are so curious, they want to know everything. There's a hundred questions coming out at around 60 miles an hour out of their mouths and everything needs an answer. They want to know so much about the world around them. Yet when we turn into adults, we're not as curious about things. We learn, I think partly because we learn about the good and bad of life in general and sometimes we don't want to know everything. But the fact is, if we can keep that curiosity and continue to spark it, that is the single best way to keep ourselves motivated, to keep our brains going, and we can do it in a really enjoyable way too. So, of course, when we're in school, it's a set amount of subjects, and I think that's where our curiosity dwindles a bit, because we don't get a choice in what we learn. However, you can choose what interests you. Find something that's useful and has huge benefits for you. So for example, last summer, I had to learn how to do all of my TPN, which is 
all of my healthcare things. Now, for anyone that doesn't know, my TPN is my nutrition that goes into my bloodstream and it's delivered into my central line that goes, sit, goes and sits just above my heart. So everything has to be sterile. There's a lot of equipment used that would be used in theatres where operations are done. And it's not the training for TPN is not actually included in normal nurse training because it is so unique and so complex. So it's actually separate nurse training that any nurse has to do if they want to do it, if they're on that type of ward. It was a huge commitment and the learning of it absolutely terrified me. However, the benefits of it, I knew that it meant that if I could learn to do it myself, I could go home, get my life restarted again and move forwards. I'd be able to go show jumping with my horse Daisy and get life back on track. It had a huge benefit for me, which was a great incentive to learn and to try. Often I think we're scared to try, yet one of the biggest things that anyone I've spoken to when I've asked for advice or things is the thing that's come back to me is that the expert in anything was once a beginner. And so were we in a lot of ways. So whether it's a tech genius, a CEO, a founder, anything like that, they are doing incredibly well. However, they all started out at the same position as us, not knowing it and having to learn it. I also think it's worthwhile that learning never actually stops. Learning is kind of a process that happens every single day of your life, if you're willing to. And we presume that when we leave education, that grinds to a halt. But it's really not true. If you can at least open your mind up to the fact that you're willing to learn each day, that will stand you in good stead for learning. And again, growing your mind, becoming a better person having better tactics, having a better brain function and better mental health too because you feel like you've done something a bit more worthwhile. So that was one of my favourite ways to keep myself occupied in hospital and still be productive without having too much stress. So if you want to level yourself up and have a one-way ticket to improving yourself, just think about trying to learn something new or learn more about what you already know. And again, you can do this in so many ways. For example, documentaries, they are on television, on Netflix. Take David Attenborough's A Life on Our Planet, for example. That man is 93 years old and in this documentary, I think it was released last April when I watched it, he shares his whole journey from when he first started out in his career up until his 93 years, what he's seen of the world, what he's discovered, what he's learnt. We can sit and watch that from our TV. You know, we can sit on the sofa with a takeaway or whatever you want and you can sit and learn about that. That is still productive. You're still learning something. Your brain's still going a bit and it's something new for your brain to absorb. So again, that's learning. It doesn't have to be sitting and writing 24 pages or a full essay. Another great way is books, of course. I'm a big bookworm, and I know it's not a great, maybe a great favorite for everyone, but if you do love a good book, then of course there are so many out there that you can learn about, including autobiographies and things like that. I personally love 
books like Adam Kay's This Is Going To Hurt. So it's basically the diaries from his junior doctor years and they are utterly hilarious. I giggled the whole way through and finished the book in around two days. So that will be my personal recommendation if you want a light-hearted but still educational read. Of course there are podcasts too on pretty much any topic. YouTubes with people, you've got scientists on YouTube and all types of professionals alongside bloggers and things on YouTube if you want to learn by watching. And of course then there's websites and internet. We have access to so many options that there's not really an excuse to not learn. It's just a case of instead of sitting and I don't know pay, playing your favourite album for the 10th time this week putting a podcast on to listen about something new that interests you it's still enjoyable but it's something different just to give your brain that change now this next one's a little bit controversial considering that I did it a lot when I was in hospital however it is fresh air and I cannot stress how much of a fantastic coping mechanism it is for me. So I'm just going to put it out there, I know it's cold, I know it's been raining or snowing and numb fingers and toes aren't exactly a winner. However I never fully appreciated the outdoors until I spent so much time in hospital staring at trees and craving the smell of fresh air and especially last summer it was probably the worst eight weeks I've had in some ways in the fact that I was indoors for eight weeks straight we weren't allowed to open windows we weren't allowed to leave the bay that we were in so there was a bay of six patients all in beds together all poorly obviously we we're in a hospital and we weren't allowed to leave that bay at all until we were discharged as you can imagine it was not pleasant, it was the middle of summer, it was sweltering hot, we weren't even allowed to open windows. Um, and that first breath of fresh air when I got outside of the hospital, albeit car fumes mainly and having ambulances around us and things like that in the A&E department, I don't think I've ever felt that quite grateful for fresh air again and for seeing my family. So of course I know a lot of us maybe don't like the cold weather but please don't take for granted how lucky we are to have fresh air and to be able to go outside. Another thing I think is really important, I know a lot of us are currently trying to, you know, get that little bit of exercise in, get that bit of movement for our bodies, and that is wonderful, but you don't need to make it into a comparison thing. So if you're going for a run and I know, for example, my brother tracks all of his runs and things like that. You don't need to then compare it to all of your friends and make it a comparison game because that kind of leads to the guilt of, am I doing enough? They're doing more than me. I'm not doing as well. And it doesn't really help you at all. At the end of the day, if you've gone out, if you've had some fresh air, moved your body a bit and looked after yourself in that way, so as far as I'm concerned, you're winning. You have done more than enough. So definitely just stick to your own thing. Do what you need to do. And don't worry too much if someone else is running more than you, getting outside more than you. At the end of the day, we really are not in a com competition. And now more than ever, we just need to take that pressure off, enjoy what we can and go from there. 
And my final way to kind of keep coping, keep the momentum going is actually, and I know it sounds simple, but I feel like we really need to reiterate this at the moment, is to take care of yourself. And again, it's so many different ways to do this. My probably favourite way is to make sure my hair is washed and things like that. And of course, I do my physio to keep up with my legs. Of course, my legs are like jelly. So what happens is the muscles in my legs spasm and they get tighter and tighter and tighter to the point where I can't walk. By doing physio, it helps to stretch them out. The muscles get stretched and they relax a bit better. And it means that I can walk. So I have to do my physio every morning and every evening, as well as wearing my night splints at night. It is not pleasant. However, there have been times when I've kind of stopped it a bit and not done it as much as I should. And of course it's not helped. So taking care of yourself and making sure you do look after yourself and not let those things slip. Even though we're not going out all the time, we're not seeing people, we're not having to put on a big show for anyone. It's important to look after yourself for you so that when the world does restart again a bit more, we're ready, we're there, we're sorted, our legs aren't floppy for me. Um, our hair is washed and things like that and also it can be really enjoyable just to take that moment for yourself instead of having to look out for everyone else make sure everyone else is okay and doing 101 other things just taking a moment to prioritize yourself and to remember that you're doing okay you're gonna get there keep going Every single day is a day closer.